Thank you for checking out the Faith City Church Podcast. We believe that you'll be blessed by today's message. In your introduction, we love you so much. Would you please put your hands together, Dr. Carl Bransick. You know, I'm reminded of something here this morning um, when we're worshiping God. There's a song, I think it's, um, I can't remember the name at all. I just remember this one part. It says, he, he won't forsake us uh, in our weakness. In other words, sometimes our weakness bothers us, but it doesn't bother him. Because God of the Bible is our father. And, and, and I don't know if, if you're a father, you understand this to a small degree. We don't understand anything to the degree that God does. I mean, you know, God tells us that in his word, but, but to understand even a little bit of what a father is, a father is just wanting to brag all the time on his kids. And if they mess up, oh, come on, we can, we can do better. We can do it over. Don't worry about it. Come on. We're, you know, it's in the past. And if we're that way and we're just so proud of our kids running around doing cool stuff, and then I think, well, that's the heart of the father for us. He's a cool dad watching us run around and just being proud of us and being there to pick us up when we fail. And, you know, I got this revelation the other day about everybody in the world really are God's kids. But a lot of them are just messing up. A lot of them are just, and, and you know the reason they're messing up? I want you, if you do take notes, write this down. This is, I think, pretty important today for where we're going. I think it's important to know that you and I aren't built by nature or nurture as much as how we see God. That's really what builds us is how we see God. And there's a lot of kids misbehaving around the planet today because they don't know how much God loves them. They don't even know that they're attached to God. They don't even know they're God's kids. They think they're a bastard out here or something, just doing whatever they want to do because they really don't have any father. But they do. They just don't know it. And you and I are coming to this this small degree of knowledge of understanding that we have a father God that loves us and cares about us and he and he nudges us on the fanny and says come on you can do it you can do it and we get out there and just do stuff you know God is not against you just doing stuff you got a dream in your heart go do it you got some ideas in your mind go do it you got some some, something you think well it might work might not well go try it God's God's all for that he wants you to do that now, there's something we got to do in my meeting here. Raise your hand and give somebody a high five. Come on, tell them they're awesome. All right. But isn't that true? But I, well, this is what I want to do this morning. I want to look, because uh, I'm into my time here, and, uh, and we know Pastor Andy and Pastor Kristen are blessed right now, you know, uh, camping. I don't know where they got that. That, that camping gene was not in me. My, Kathy said my idea of camping is Holiday Inn. Come on. And when you're really camping, it's like, no internet? What the? Huh? Anyway, Romans 8.28. I'm going to start there today. I'm going to give you three verses. And then maybe, just maybe, if you're good, we're going to add a little Bible story in there too if we have time. But, but definitely three verses I want to look at with you this morning. You doing okay? All right. 
Romans 8, 28. I'm reading out of the New King James. It says, and we know. Now, now, when Paul says we know, he's making a faith statement here. He's saying, and we know that all things work together for good. All things. Say all things. All things work together for good to those who love God and to those who are called according to his purpose. Now, Paul must have got a revelation from God to, to speak this verse because to me and to you, sometimes it doesn't seem like all things are working together right now for good. How could this work together for good? How could this be, how could there be any good in it? And it doesn't say that there's necessarily good in everything. He's saying all things, good, bad, and in between will work for your good if you can look at it like God looks at it. Can I hear an amen, even if you don't agree? Come on, somebody. To me, this is a verse that should almost be like a lens how we look at the past, things that happened in the past, things that are happening right now in the present, and things that are happening right now in the future. The closer I get to being home with God, the more I understand this verse that all things, and I look back at all these things, things that were just, just um, traumatic things for me and then dramatic things for me and for others too. And I, and I say, how in any way or form when I'm in the middle of it, is this working for good for anybody? But as I look back on it, I say, okay, I can see that wasn't necessarily a good thing, but that built something in me, that, that, that matured something in me, that did something in me that made me better for the next thing. And, and so if I was going to title this message, this is what it would be. God, our God, is a resume-building God. God is building your spiritual resume through everything you go through, good, bad, or ugly. If you can look back a year from now, two years from, uh, or back two years, excuse me, back a year, back two years, back five years, back 10 years, I can look back 40 years, and I can see little things that at that moment, it so disrupted me, the only thing I could do is just cry out to God, say, God, have mercy. God, help me. I, I, I am so confused here. But as I look back at it now, I can say, wow, God, I saw your genius. That was a tough time of my life. But you did some things in me. You adjusted some things in me. You helped me. You walked me through it like a father helps that child walk through it when they fall. And it's made me better. It's made me a better dad. It's made me a better husband. It's made me a better person. I like being a better person, don't you? I like being able to look in the mirror, and, and I do this quite frequently, look in the mirror. Kathy says there's never a mirror that hasn't had your face in it. If we're walking by it, you know, we're, you know. She said, what are you doing? Well, I'm just looking. She said, we're not even trying anything on. We're going over here to, to get hardware. Okay, but, you know, it's a mirror, right? But I can look in the mirror and say there's no regrets. No regrets. No regrets. Why? Because when I was in that thing, here's the thing I've learned to pray. God, don't get me out of it, but God, we're going to go through it together, and you're going to show something to me in this. And we're going to put this on my resume, and it's going to get me ready for the next thing. Right? Now, David did that. David's resume was being built as a lion killer and as a bear killer. 
And so when he was at the right proper moment in his life, he could take out a giant. Why? Because his resume was built with, with bear killing and lion killing. And he used that. When he stood before Saul, said, I can take that giant down. He said, how can you take that giant down? You're just a little boy. He said, listen, you don't understand. God was helping me build my resume when I didn't know he was. God was helping me because I was complaining to God that why am I on the backside of this mountain with my daddy's sheep and half the time my dad doesn't even remember that he has me. That's my fathering. Thank you, dad. Right? And so that's going on. And so, God, I'm complaining here because, you know, I'm with these stinky, smelly sheep that don't appreciate me and all the anointing and everything I got because one day I know I got a dream to do better than this, to do something different than this. And as he's complaining, they said, just a minute, God, I'm going to pick another bone with you. I'll be right back. But there's a lion stealing one of my daddy's sheep. I got to go take care of it. So he goes kills the bear, and then kills the lion, comes back, okay, God, now, and God's probably up in the heavens laughing. That's what the Bible says. He's probably laughing and saying, man, the joke's on you. We're, build, we're building a resume right now, and you don't even realize it, David, but one day there's going to be a bigger head to cut off, a bigger, a bigger giant to deal with. So we're building your resume so when you get to that place, you're ready. Do you know a lot of times Christians aren't ready for a situation? Why? Because they haven't let God build their resume. They wanted to run from the last thing. We're built to kill lions if you don't know that. Look at the person next to you and say, Rawr! Amen. We're from the lion, the, the lion of Judah, right? Judah praise. Judah means praise. How many's getting something out of this? How many know this is for the person behind you? Come on, wave your hand in. Well, it's for the person in front of you, right here, me. So let me read a couple thoughts to you here. Uh, how you think about God will determine who you become. It really will. You know, I have all boldness today to declare things and try things and do things, and whether it works or not, you know, try. Why? Because I know my Father God loves me. I know he cares about me. I know that he, he's okay with me trying to do something, and it doesn't work. Do you know how many times as a pastor I tried things to do and you were right there in the middle of it and you thought, man, this is genius. And I'm like, oh God, I hope it works. And you know, and, and I don't know how many times God would say, well, we know, Carl, it's your idea, but I'm gonna bless it because I know your heart's right. We're gonna bless it. You're gonna look like a genius. Be sure to give me the praise. Come on, somebody. You don't know how many times this idiot looked like a genius because God. Say God. And I, I recognize that. I understand that. My father loves me. But my earthly father, he loved me. He'd always say, you know what, son, you could do it. You could probably do it. You probably do it. Thanks, Dad. Thanks, Dad. That was encouraging. Your heavenly father's right there all the time. You can probably do it. You can probably do it. Matter of fact, let me take that back. You can do it. Why? Because of Isaiah 55. Here we go. Second verse. As good as the first. Come on. Isaiah 55, verse 8 and 9, look what it says. God says this, for my thoughts, you know this verse, are what? Are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways. He's saying my thoughts are not your thoughts. He's saying you're thinking a little bit different than me. And so we're going to adjust that. I'm not going to start thinking like you or we're both in trouble. I'm going to help you learn to think more like me. Isn't that how God does it? 
do you, do you think that your thinking has been adjusted more today than it was five years ago or 10 years ago or 15 years ago just by God working with you in, in, your, in your brain? Yeah, amen. Yeah, me too. My thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways. See, here's the way it works. If your thoughts are not his thoughts, your ways aren't going to be your, his ways. You want, to, you want to have his ways working in your life? Get his thoughts in your life, right? Comes with renewing the mind. We know that, right? And then declares the Lord, and then he says, as the heavens are higher than the earth. This, is, this to me is hilarious, this part of the verse, and let me, I'll tell you why. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. Now, God, when, when he, he inspired Isaiah to write this, to me it's amazing. God was probably thinking, you know, it's gonna, eternity is just all the time, right? But, but man, is, we're living in, in time. We're in this, the space-time continuum. We are. And when things get uh, to a certain degree where, where we're in like uh, uh, the next um, um, what I want to say, the, the, nah, I'm, I'm not going to go there. That's man. We're going to we're going to go into quantum physics in a minute, and I don't want to go there because I, I didn't pass that class that day. But anyway, what I'm saying is, God is it. So we're in time. So God's saying thousands of years ago, I'm going to inspire Isaiah to say this. And it's going to be funny because they're not even going to get the full potential of it until they start discovering things like science and atoms and mathematics and all those things. And then they're going to put it together and see exactly how far and how higher my ways are than their ways. Because it's going to be even more than the heavens are from the earth. And God's going to, this is going to be awesome when they get it. And I say that because it's just lately, within the last hundred years or less, that we found out that the sun, you know the sun, not the sun of God, but the sun that's up there, is, uh, I believe it's, is it 87 million, 93 million light years, million light years away from us. But at how many know what the, the, uh, the speed of light is 186,000 miles per second, correcto, right? All the scientists agree. That means that the sun we're looking at right now, we're seeing it, it's eight seconds old. So you're not, when you look at the light of the sun, what you're seeing is it's, it's only eight seconds old. Does that make sense to you? And so God says, my ways are higher than the heaven is from the earth is my thinking and my ways than yours. That's how much a gap it is. But it gets better than that. Because um, astrologists, not astrologists, that, what we yeah, huh? astronomers, excuse me, astronomers. I didn't look at my horoscope today. It's a horror. It's a horror, I'm telling you. But anyway, they, they have discovered, listen to this, that the farthest galaxy away from planet Earth, the farthest galaxy is, I, I, help me with this, is it 18.3, uh, no, is that right? No. Billion light years, right? Do you know how far that is? That's a long distance. Listen, 18 billion, that's more than I make in a month. Are you kidding me? That's a lot. Let me tell you something here. 
12.3 billion. I wrote it down here. Astronomers have seen galaxies 12.3 billion light years away. This is what it means. It takes 12.3 billion years for light from the furthest galaxy to get here. In other words, if you're looking at a star out there, it could be anywhere from a billion to two to, to the farthest, 12.3 billion light years away. What does that mean? That he's saying, he's saying, people, it would take, it takes 12, the, the light we're seeing from some stars has taken over 12 billion years to get here, to see that light. Are you with me? How many are with me? How many just dozed off on that? No, no, you think, well, we don't, need a, we don't need a science lesson. No, we do. Because God knew this when he was building it. God knew this when he was flinging the stars. And God's getting the last, last laugh. He's saying, do you realize that you, your thoughts, your, your best thoughts on your best day about God are still 12.3 billion light years away from what God thinks? That's powerful. So when I get condemnation, I'm thinking, that's crazy, earthly thinking. God's thinking is a little different. God's thinking is there's no condemnation now to those who are in Christ Jesus. God's got my back, and he's saying, I'm not going to forsake you. I'm not going to leave you. I, I got your back. I'm your wingman. God's your wingman. God is there with you. He's pushing you to it. He's pushing you through it. He's pushing you with it. He's, he's there for you. It's going to work. It's going to work. What if it doesn't work? Ah, my God, my Father loves me. Does that make sense? Look at the person next to you and say, that's better preaching than Pastor Andy. Come on, somebody. Come on, we got to let tear this place down. Come on, we need to let him know. He's probably watching. Oh, boy. Can I give you a third verse here? How many's getting something out of this today? You know I need to ask that every now and then. So remember, God's in a resume building business. So God is building things in your life that's going to help you later on for the next thing. There's so many things today in life that I would never have tackled. Vicki, you understand this too, and all of us do really, that how, how would I tackle this if it was 10 years ago or 20 years ago? I'd say I, I, would have, I, would have, I wouldn't have made it. I wouldn't have done it. But today we've got a few things under our belt. This makes sense to you? How about you? But I'm helping myself. I'm helping myself to a great deal of this. Jeremiah 29, 11. I love this verse. These are all familiar verses that we're reading today. Here's what he says. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. God has plans for you. Isn't that good? Your father has plans. They're plans for what? What are they plans for? Good plans. Because he's what? What? A good, good father. So he's got good, good plans. Good vibrations. Come on, somebody. I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They're plans for good and not for disaster. That's awesome. You know what it tells me? Hey, I'm just, I'm working the plan. I don't expect to fail. What if you do? Well, what if you do? Well, what if you don't? 
I, listen, I would rather be at the end of my year saying I tried a bunch of stuff and most of it happened and I have no regrets. How about you? Uh, you know, that's, it, 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 it's amazing to me. You know, I, I've, I've, uh, I've had, you know, I, I, I've, I celebrated my 50th birthday. I'm so excited about that. That was quite a few years ago, but I'm still excited about it. And my 60th, too, <laughs> and close to my 70th, 70th. I can't even say it. I'm so scared of getting there. Come on. No, not really. I'm kidding you. I'm not. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, their plans for good, not for disaster, and what? To give you a future and a hope. That's powerful. You know what that helps me do? Write this down. That gives me faith to pray ridiculous prayers because I know God has my back. If they work, it's going to be amazing. If they don't work, well, that's all right. God's got my back. He'll never forsake me in my mistakes. Never. Because that's not the kind of father he is. He's, can I say this? I don't know if I can say this enough. I don't think Pastor Eddie preaches enough love around here. Come on, somebody. No, he's Dr. Love, right? But no, no, you, we, we, can't, we can't miss it because we hear it all the time. You can't miss it that God loves you and he's for you and he's got your back. He's your father. And he's so proud of you. Well, you don't know what I did last night. No, but I don't have to. He does, and he still loves you, and he's still proud of you. Yeah, but I really blew it, man. I told somebody off. Well, you know, God understands that. He still loves you. He won't forsake you. He won't leave, leave you. He has plans for you. They're plans for good. Didn't say everything's good. Plans for good. Right? Right? All right, here we go. So that was three verses, right? Did we give you three? Now, how many will give me five more? No, we're not going to do that one. Second Kings chapter 6, very quick. I'm going to read just a few verses here, and then I'm going to finish up with this. This, is, this, to me, is one of the most ridiculous stories in the Bible that I ever read. But it's amazing, and, and I'm going to read a few verses here, so bear with me. Uh, but then when we get done, we'll make a couple points, and then we're going to pray, and then we're going to go. And I think there's a barbecue a party going on or something today at uh, Peter's house. And uh, so here we go, Second Kings 6, verse 1 through 7. I want to read it all, but I'll try to read fast. One day the group of prophets came to Elijah and, Elisha and told him, as you can see, this place where we met with you is too small. Let's go down to the Jordan River where there are plenty of logs. There we can build a new place for us to meet. All right, he told them, go ahead. That's like God. You know, I think we should do this. God's like, go for it. I think it'd be awesome. <laughs> and matter of fact, it's probably in your plans that I wrote years ago before you were even a, before you were even a sparkle in your mommy's eye. Come on, somebody. All right, he told them, go ahead. Please come with us, someone suggested. Who's that someone? Probably a brown-eyed fox. That's what happened to me. Come on, somebody. All right, are you with me? <laughs> that was funny, wasn't it, man? I'm telling you, I don't get any respect around here. Come on, somebody. I'm just teasing you. 
Please come with us, someone suggested. I will, he said, so he went with them. So the prophet goes with them. When they arrived at the Jordan, they began cutting down trees. But as one of them was cutting down a tree, his axe head fell in the river. Oh, sir, he cried. It was a borrowed axe. Okay, now, can you get this story? I mean, this guy is just whacking away. They're getting some logs cut. They're going to build a log, log cabin. You know, they're going to get a bigger place going and everything. And the guy, and, he, and the axe head falls off the, the uh, uh, handle, and, and it falls in the water, and, you know, it's lost. I mean, it's, it's gone, right? I mean, you know, it's probably, what, iron or some kind of mixture of iron, right? And so he says... It was borrowed. And so, I mean, what you would do is think, well, you know what? I'm going to have to pay for it. Or, you know, uh, maybe he'll forgive me the debt. He'll have an extra one. Uh, Or, you know, but uh, the prophet came with them. And so this prophet must understand God pretty good because he's praying a ridiculous prayer. Because the, the prophet should have said, well, dude, you should have been a little more careful with the axe head. You know, you, you, you should have realized it was borrowed and just, you know, took a little extra care with it. You're just banging around. You know, you're not really getting your full strength out of the thing. I've been watching you, man. You're a sissy when you're swinging that thing. So come on, you know. But that's your fault. That's your deal, you know. But he cries out, but what, is, what does the prophet do? To me, this is one of the most funniest stories in the Bible. He said, where did it fall? And I'm like, who cares? It's gone, right? Where did it fall? What, why? You're a man of God. What are you going to do? Well, I'm going to try something here. I have a wonderfully ridiculous God. I'm going to try a ridiculous prayer. You ever see an axe head float? <laughs> no, can't say we have, right? Are you with me? <laughs> I think, I, think, I think the young man maybe wanted some sympathy, but I don't think anybody expected a miracle right here. I mean, miracles to me are for the big things. Miracles are for the cancers. Miracles are for the, the, the just disjointed family. Miracles are for the, the, the crazy, weird stuff that's going on, but not for a borrowed axe head, right? Prophet doesn't see it that way. Prophet has God's heart. Look at this. And, and by the way, any mineral with a density higher than one gram per cubic centimeter doesn't float. Cast iron density is 7.2 grams per cubic centimeter. Fun fact for you today. So normally, <laughs> normally, axe heads don't float. But here's the prophet. He's going to show off again. What does he do? He says, he, he says where did it fall? A verse, uh, what verse is this? Okay. Where did it fall, the man of God asked. When he showed him, it's in the water. Elijah cuts a stick. This is crazy. Come on. Do you, do you, is, do you love this? How many's with me? How many, do you know, here's where you are with me, without me, with me, without me, just saying. Where did it fall, the man of God said. When he showed him the place, Isaiah cut a stick, threw it in the water at the spot. Then the axe head floated to the surface, to the surface. The prophet says, grab it. (laughs) Isn't that funny to you? Am I the only one that took my funny pills this morning? Because to me, this is hilarious. He's saying, grab it. 
Elijah says, and the man reached out and grabbed it. That is crazy. Where did it fall? Over there, man. Just a minute. Let me get my stick. Right about in there? Okay. And all of a sudden, here it comes floating. That is, that's a crazy, crazy miracle. Can you say miracle? God was with this man. He, the, the man of God tried something ridiculous, and, and God backed him up. Why? Because God's got his back, and he's got your back too. Yeah, but it wasn't a big deal. No, it was a big deal to the guy that lost it, but you're right. If that's the worst part of your day, you haven't really lived life yet. Come on, somebody. If that's the worst thing that happens is you lost an axe head because we'll go down to True Value or, or uh, you know, Lowe's or something and get another one and replace it, right? It's out a few bucks, but right? It's not a life or death situation. Yes, it's lost. Yes, it's borrowed. But if that's the worst thing that ever happened, you've lived a sheltered life. I put this miracle in the same category as changing water into wine at at Cana, right? Because, I mean, it wasn't necessary but to save face. Now, what, what, here's my point. This is why our God is so such a loving Father and such a great God. Are you with me? The last point. God's great not just because nothing is too big for him. God's great because nothing is too small for him either. And what might look like a small, small thing in your life right now, God says, no, that, that's big enough for a miracle. If that's what you need is a miracle, then let's get you a miracle for that thing that's little for you because we're building your spiritual resume. And you'll look back later and say, wow, God was there for me when my kids scraped their legs so bad we had to get a couple stitches, but God just healed it all up and just, I mean, I mean, God just did amazing, or God did amazing thing. I was needing just gas money. We might think that's small, but maybe somebody needs a miracle gas money, right? And someone just came up and gave me $20 or gave me, you know, so I could buy two gallons of gas, or, you know, or three maybe, whatever, right? It really doesn't matter what the gas price is because God is the God of miracles. Why? Because he's your father. He loves you. He's got a plan for you, and he's not backing off it. So I want you to have freedom. We sang about freedom today. We talked about freedom today. Real freedom is just going for it. Just if you got a dream in your heart, God probably, if it's a good thing, God probably put it there. Just go for it. Go after it. Well, what if God, no, no, don't, don't, don't say what if God. Let's already, let's just believe God. God loves us. And, and I don't know, I, I want to get past, you know, 12 point or, or what is it, 18.3 billion light years, I want to get a little closer to how God sees this than how I'm always seeing it. How about you? Does this make sense to you today? How many, how many took a good nap in the last 20 minutes? Come on. Wasn't this refreshing? Take a deep breath. Come on. In. So the doctor said, and out. Okay. Then he moves the stethoscope. In. Out. Okay. Move the stethoscope. Do another one. In. Out. Ah, didn't that feel good? Yeah. And by the way, your doctor report, he says you're looking good. Come on. Yeah. Is your blood pressure good? Should be better today. If you checked it this morning, check it this afternoon, should be better after you said under my lolling voice, you know. Wow, I just feel so relaxed. I could, yeah, all right. Now I'm just telling my jokes, get them out of the way so we can pray, okay? <laughs> Pete, nobody laugh, man. <laughs> Come up and talk about me again. Come on. <laughs>
<laughs> oh, praise the Lord. Let, let's pray. Did you get something out of this today? Are you blessed? Thank you for allowing me to take liberty here and, you know, joke a little bit and stuff. You know, I, it's, it's in my DNA, but I really hope you did get the message today. God loves us. He's for you. He's not against you. Go ahead. Just, just go for it. Whatever God's put in your heart, go for it. Because, you know, what, what if it's wrong? Well, that's all right. God's with you. What, what, God will get you back on the path. If I can just wait, make one more point, you know, and I've told this before. It happened in this church years ago, but I was, I was doing a little video about that verse. Do you remember that, making cookies? And we had all the different ingredients, and we asked the kids, some little toddlers, to taste each of the different ingredients. And, and because they knew that chocolate chip cookies, when they're all mixed together, uh, you know, uh, all together, then it's, it's good. It's a good cookie, right? But all the individual ingredients are not necessarily good. So they were tasting flour and baking soda and stuff that, you know, and they were like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, but see, all things work together to make a good chocolate chip cookie. But they couldn't understand it. I said, well, yeah, see, but we got to mix it all together. And that's what God wants to do. Say, well, this is bad. This happened. This is awful. Yeah, but God's mixing it together because he's making you a really good, best kind of cookie. The ones at the mall that cost $16.95 for one big cookie like that, that's soft, and, and the, the chocolate chips in them are melting, you know, so you get your hands are all sticky with chocolate, and then you're licking everything and stuff. I'm licking Kathy's chin. She's licking mine. Come on now getting a little too intimate that's how we no anyway that's how we roll but not really she would not allow that <laughs> you know Kathy she would not allow that <laughs> lick your own chin fella but anyway well I'm having a good time hallelujah all things work together for good so it's all right it's all right so I'm chalking all those things up me and Michelle we're chalking up that thing with Jason aren't we that was a tough one all things work together for good. We're still working through that one. But um, <clears throat> bow your heads if you would. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much. Oh, thank you, God, so much. You get us. You get us. You get us so good. You get us better than we get ourselves. If we can listen to you for a day or two about all the things that you see in us that are good and the plans you have for us, We'd relax a little bit. We'd chill, chillax a little bit more because we know you got our back. Thank you for being my daddy. I know you're telling me right now in my heart that it's okay, that I did okay, and you even laughed at my jokes even if the people didn't. Thank you, Lord, because you're a good God. Your mercies are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Every morning, great mercies by developing and giving us 7,000 new brain cells that have never been programmed with evil, never been programmed with unbelief, never been programmed with, with doubt, never been programmed with, oh, I can't or, or, or I, it just isn't going to work. Brand new to program with God, you love me and you're for me. You're for me. You'll never forsake me. That's right. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We love you, Lord. Hallelujah. We love you, Jesus. 
Praise God, praise God, praise God. With your eyes closed just for a moment, lift your hands. Let's just worship him just for a moment. Let him, let him just touch you right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God, hallelujah. You're a good God, you're a good God, you're a good God. Lord, you're touching our hearts right now. I know you are. You're touching us right now, right where we need it, Lord. You're showing us that we're forgiven in that area. You're showing us that that's healed in that area. You're showing us there's a deliverance in that area there. You're showing us there's there's a new healing over there. There's a new relationship being restored over there. All these neat things that are happening right now, Lord, right in the midst where you are right here with us. Now, you're here because we brought you. You're in us. You live in us. But this corporate thing, Lord, that you just want to, just show out your grace. You just want to show up and show out and do some wonderful things in our midst. Wow. Just have your way because you're a father that loves us. And that's why we can say, I love you, Lord, and I lift my voice. Yeah, that's still one of my main songs. To worship you, oh, my soul, rejoice. Take joy, my King, and he does in what you hear. Let it be a sweet, sweet sound in your ear. Just raise your hand as I, as I pray for you. Father, bless now everyone in this place. Bless those that are watching online, those that are uh, on the Internet today with us. Bless them, Lord, right where they are right now. Let them know that your love is everlasting. It'll never fail us, never forsake us. You're there for us. You're pushing us out of the nest every day saying, you can do it, you can do it, you can do it. Yeah, yeah, right now, yep, yep. Said, Father's arms right now are just surrounding you and holding you right now, right now. That's a good thing. He's so proud of you. He's so proud of you. Yeah, because there's a lot of kids, like we said, running around just not realizing that they have a father that loves them, and so they're getting in trouble doing a bunch of crazy stuff, whether it's in government or cultures or whatever it is. Somehow, Father, let us help them see through our light that you're a loving Father, and you'll love them too. Bless your people today. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen. For more information about Faith City Church, please go to faithcity.tv. As always, we pray that you would grow in the knowledge and grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ.